Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and today on Between the Covers, I'm talking with author Mark Kramazewski on his new book coming out in uh, February of 23, The Tower Between. Now, The Tower Between is a story about a young man named Zach whose life is in a disarray. He's failing his exams. His grandmother's dying. His girl, his dream girl, is dating someone else. And then Zach and his friends are attacked by a creature from another realm. So you can imagine where this book from there will go. Uh, it's a very clever concept, very well written, and I'd like you to make welcome Mark Kramazowski today. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Very good. Congratulations on the book, upcoming book, uh, and for taking time today to talk to me. So in a snapshot, tell us from your perspective what a reader is going to expect when they buy The Tower Between. Well, I think first and foremost, it's a good action adventure fantasy. Um, it's it's the book, as we're often told, to write the book you want to read. Um, it's absolutely the book I wanted to read when I was 14, 15. Good. And was it difficult to create a book, seeing that you were, we're both a bit older and you've got to go back into that realm of, like, what are those teenage years and the angst of those characters have to deal with? Was it difficult or was there any challenges in those sort of elements? Um, I think, thankfully, I haven't matured too much and I've watched a lot of... Um, young adult fiction and read a lot of young adult fiction. Um, and so I hope that I wasn't doing a bad job of it. And so far, some of my early readers have, um, they recognise themselves and or their children in it. So, no, it didn't feel too hard. Good, good. And you've already had some some good feedback on it. We've got a review of it, of a great adventure of growing and facing fear, a terrific read and well thought out. So there's a good good tick in the box. Um, so from that perspective, did it take you long to write? Was it, an, was it a task sort of writing it or was it something you were so passionate about that it sort of breezed through? Um, so I've been writing it for I think maybe five years or at least that's about five years ago I started it. Um, there's been a lot of gaps in between as I've gone on my journey to actually write for real. Um, you know, always been a, a writer, but um, never really taken it seriously. And and this was my first real salvo into that. Um, so it was my experience with writing something all the way to finish and then doing the thing that I've never done before, which was editing. Um, and that was definitely... Um, a challenge, although one that I found that I really actually enjoyed towards the end, um, getting mm-hmm. taking a, a problem-solving, troubleshooting mindset to different aspects of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And was when did you decide through that that five years of writing and seeing this book grow? When did you decide that this was going to be that that pursuit of publication as well and taking the next steps into the wider the wider world? Um, I suppose. It was probably only a, a few years ago, maybe maybe three years ago, when I'd, I'd left it alone for a while and I'd found my way through a couple of writing competitions of short stories um, to the writing community that I have today online that 
um, is such an incredibly supportive group of people. And I'd been focusing on short stories for a little while, which are a great way to kind of hone your, your skills. You There's no room for chaff in a, in a short story. Um, but I realized that the thing that was limiting me with short stories was that I wasn't a short story reader. I mean, I'm barely even a novel reader. I'm a series reader. I love the slow evolution of things that happen um, where, where you see a character in book one and, you know, by book 43, they're unrecognizable, but you, but it feels so organic and that kind of thing. So that sent me back to this book, which is intended to be a trilogy. Um, and that's when everything that I'd learned through my pursuit of short stories and, and the querying publishing game there, I went, no, I'm going to do this with this story. And great. And was there, as you say, like there were intermittent breaks towards the writing process, but for you now, have you, have you developed a habit, a, a, a system of writing? Uh, you know, some writers say they write two hours in the morning or they set word count limits or they have plans. How do you, how do you see yourself as that sort of writer now? Yeah, so when I'm writing as opposed to editing, um, I do try and set myself 500 words a day. Um, maybe on the weekend it creeps up a little bit more than that. Usually it's definitely not two hours in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Um, but um, the, the kids go to bed and, and my wife finds her show on television and I creep downstairs to the computer and um, late at night is where my brain, the creativity unlocks. Um, and I find that I, at first when I thought about 500 words a day, that felt really small. How are you ever going to write an 80,000-word novel writing only 500 words a day um but often i go over that um but i don't push myself but -hmm. what i found with 500 words is that for the other 22 hours of the day your next 500 words is percolating um and so when you do sit down um your fingers are doing it Your, your brain's hardly you know in um pushing it out so um yeah no it that really works for me Editing is um, a bit more of a, I'm going to get this part of it done today. or mm-hmm. um, But, but mm-hmm. the writing, yeah, 500 it's, words. It's more structured in editing because you've already got the rough cut and you already know what you sort of got to do and just tightening it up. Agree. Um, so what what do you look for? Like what do you, um, in your characters or in the in the story, what, what inspirations were there? Were there people you knew? Were there stories, elements you'd heard and incorporated? Do you write or is it totally fiction? Do you just create it all? And it's like what's the, the process of putting all this plot and characterization together? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the, the cheeky answer to that is yes. Um, the um, uh, Definitely a lot of the characters are drawn um, from, from different elements. No, no character is... Um, a caricature or a um, 100% drawn from a particular person. Um, Even the main character who absolutely inspired by some of my high school experiences, recognising that I'm certainly not a 16-year-old in the current day. um, So that needs to, you know, that alone is enough to change Zach. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's, he's, you know, he's different from me. The best friend character is drawn from a number of my friends and the different ways they interact with him. Um, and even the, the second tier and third tier characters inspired by either people I know or other characters from fiction and things like that. Um, as far as the story goes, um, it's, it was always planned to be a trilogy. 
um, I have that all kind of mapped out in the big picture sense. And then I've looked further down um, at what kind of pieces in between that, where are the conflicts coming from? Where's the, where's the excitement? What, what are the set piece scenes and things like that? Um, I'm, I'm a lifelong um, role player and particularly in the, um, in the game master or dungeon master hot seat most of the time. And so I'm very well practiced at needing to come up with a a tight, um, scoped piece of of drama or action or or um, story, and so I could draw from a lot of experiences there. Absolutely, no, well done. And tell me too, the um, just on the genre, like the fantasy genre, the the sci fi fantasy. You're on the realm of this with this book. Is the was it difficult? I guess. I mean, you have to be aware of a lot of the subject matter out there. You have to be aware of the constructs of how these books are created. Was it difficult to really keep yours book in that originality and keeping the flow of of what a new reader is going to experience? Was there a challenge in in making sure you kept, you know, away from too many cliches, way too many too many profiles of the industry of books that people would read as well? How did you? unique i guess make the book unique in your style i mean i think you've you've nailed that with that question in that um fantasy is one of those places where cliche is something that you play with because mm-hmm. on one side is trope and on the other side mm-hmm. is cliche and um fantasy readers often like elements that they mm-hmm. that, that they like right so mm-hmm. are goblins a a trope or a cliche in fantasy mm-hmm. um and um, so, absolutely, that's something that I actively engaged with. Um, I, I I love world building, often for its own sake, um, let alone um, to actually do something with. And so that I would say came first, possibly even before I was considering it as a story. I yeah. had an idea of what this world was that um, that 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 Zach enters by and. You know, not exiting our normal mundane world, but finding the yep. hidden world that's beside it, um, and how the magic works, and what the power structures are, and and mm-hmm. um, what what a monster is, where it comes from, and and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it's quite possible that I've stumbled into areas that some people will consider to be. Oh, I've seen that done three or four times. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose for me. Well, I don't think I've hit any of that too hard so that it reeks of cliche, more important for me was making sure that it was internally consistent. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing pulls me out of a fantasy or sci-fi story faster than an element of the world building turning off um, to allow for um, a convenience mm-hmm. either within a character or with plot. Um, yeah. You know, De- Deus Ex Machina has its place, but not at the um, cost of the world um, making yeah. sense. Um, I'd I'd want my readers to be able to imagine themselves in the world, or you know, turn it into a, their own game, as I've definitely done reading, mm-hmm. um, or reading or watching other forms of fantasy and sci-fi, um, and being able to pick it up and go, I know how this world works, um, mm-hmm. and so that's important to me. Absolutely, no, it is, and it's true, and as you say. I think with a lot of that genre of the fantasy, they're built, as you say, in a known elemental place readers are comfortable, but it's the characters. And I think if you create your characters strong and right, 
than where you put them and the, or that's where the reader will follow. The reader will become a character or become part of that, as you say, a game or part of the scenario. Um, and, again, you don't want to throw them too far out of the box because you can't afford to sit there and write all this exposition on everything else about they need to learn for the new the new elements where if they know it already, then it makes the book a lot easier to read. So I know you did that really well. And from that perspective as well, um, what do you envisage that your readers are going to enjoy uh, the most of this new or the interpretation you've created of their genre? I mean, hopefully there's just a little bit of something for everybody um, while also people enjoying the everything of it. To me, that's always been important. I like um, the um, overlays of elements of everything within what I'm consuming, reading, watching. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't like reading or watching comedies um, because there's not enough there there. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also don't like reading something that doesn't have a bit of humour in it. So I want my Mm -hmm. action and I want my adventure um, and my drama to have comedy. I want my action to have a bit of drama in it and all those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. um, not just so that there is one thing for everybody, but that that, it, that there's a lot there for people. So for me, I hope that people enjoy the relationships um, that feel real and authentic between these characters mm-hmm. as they develop as well. Um, I hope they enjoy the humour and the banter um, between um, these teenagers. Um, It's certainly something that I enjoyed writing and um, whether it's just pleasing myself, I definitely laughed at different times through it. Um, I I hope they enjoy the the, the touching moments, particularly between Zach and his grandmother, um, because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, taking away from the fantasy elements of the the, the great Mm -hmm. adventure of it all, Zach comes home and his grandmother is still dying and that's something that's still real even in the mm. face of his um, his more fantastical adventures. Um, mm. And, of course, then there's the action. Um, yeah. I, I do enjoy writing fight scenes and action scenes that, that paint a picture and flow. Um, and so, yeah, I hope there's a bit of that for everybody. No, good, and there is. And, and, and like I say, you put it all together very well. And the other thing is too, of course, um, do you find... Uh, compliment or insult in a comparison to when people, and I say this from the sense that we sell um, books in our own bookstore chains, and, of course, people come in and they say, I like reading fantasy, and then, of course, there's a subcategory to fantasy because then you start going, well, this one's like Game of Thrones and this one's like Tolkien and this book's like, so do you find insult or compliment when people might say to you, well, if you read this, it's going to be similar to Game of Thrones or it's going to be similar to you know, Star Wars or, you know, so how would you approach that sort of um, <laughs> sort of yeah. scenario where someone compares your book to something? Oh, I mean, as long as they're not comparing it to Twilight, I'm, I'm on board with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the comparison game is, is a challenge. I mean, anyone who's been through the, um, the traditional um, agent querying mm. process knows that the bane of any query letter is working out what to compare it to. Um, so, um, no, I mean, that's, that's how you find what you love, isn't it? You talk to people that love the same thing you love and then you find out what they're Mm -hmm. reading and why they're, why they're reading that and how it relates to those things. So, um, you know, I, I, we don't, I mean, I'd be complimented by anybody engaging with the book enough to say, Hey, I think it's like this. Um, that, that alone is, 
is wonderful that people are would be engaging with it. Um, and, and to find out what they think it's like. I'm sure they've mm-hmm. read and experienced things that they compare it to that I either didn't consider um, or mm-hmm. haven't read myself and maybe I'll dive into what they're comparing it to. Awesome. No, that's right. And that's good. And it is. It's about the reader's interpretation and enjoyment. Um, anyway, everybody listening, um, thank you for your time today on Between the Covers. This book, The Tower Between by Mark Hamazuski, <laughs> is available through all good bookstores as of February next year. You can pre-order it online um, through Shoreline or through other um, sites such as Book Depository. We do ask you, of course, to always support independent authors and small press publishers and really help spread the word of getting new Australian talent out there and helping uh, our industry and our literature goals of having new authors present uh, to grow and to continue in the market. So thank you for listening today. uh, Mark, thank you for your time. Thank you, Bradley. It was fun. And, yes, we wish you every success with this book. And, um, like I say, everyone listening, please support independent authors. And next time on Between the Covers, um, please uh, stay safe, join us, and uh, enjoy independent authors. Thank you and good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.